your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, a Limerick dad and upcoming local election candidate says parents in Limerick are struggling to secure childcare places. Michael McCartan uh, in Limerick is a new dad to a little girl and says baby places, particularly for under the age of one, are very difficult to find. And he is with me in the studio this morning. You're welcome, Michael. How are you doing? Well, great. Thanks uh, for having me. And we'll get into your decision to step into politics in a moment. But tell me about your recently first-born daughter, is that right, and the difficulties getting childcare? Yeah, so uh, new father to a beautiful girl, Alex Rose, uh, six months old now at this stage, and it's time to, I suppose, get her into some childcare. So it's it's been bleak out there. Mm. Uh, you know, it's there's, there's, there's nothing available effectively. Uh, people are quite private in terms of uh, contacts, in terms of childminders. Baby rooms are full. Uh, it's down to really the, the, the ratio of uh, supervisors to babies. So it's three to one. So for every three babies, you need one uh, supervisor. And they need to be qualified. You know, so it's... Uh, well, I have to say, I feel your pain. Uh, because a few years back, we got very lucky in that before the age of one, we found a place. But anyone I've spoken to in more recent times is saying that it's almost impossible now. Most childcare facilities are saying we will not take uh, a baby before the age of 12 months. Yeah, yeah. COVID, um, I suppose, closed a lot of the baby rooms and they haven't opened since. Uh, it's not financially viable for a lot of the settings to, to keep these, these rooms open. So I suppose when I started looking for places, I thought it was, uh, uh, I suppose, on the, on the parent side, you know, that we're, too many people are having kids, all that kind of stuff. But actually, it's on the setting side. Uh, the big thing is that they are not getting, I suppose, the, the, the finances there, I suppose, they need to keep these rooms open. Uh, there's a staff shortage. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's something that is not just in Limerick, it's across the country. I've looked at uh, speaking to colleagues and, and, and family and friends, and they're all saying the same thing. You know, the, the prices is going up in terms of childcare, but they're not seeing it on the other side in terms of the staff the staffing um, wages. I mean, it's a complicated business, childcare, isn't it? Because, you know, you make the valid point that there are particular requirements under one, then there are different forms of childcare beyond that. You have full-time yeah, crash care, yeah. you have part-time, you have after-schools, you know, you have homework clubs. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's lots, there's, there's, there's a huge, I suppose, environment that I've just become aware of uh, and I suppose one of the, the good things is I actually worked in placement uh, in, in placing students in childcare settings when I was working in LIT. So I got to meet all the students that are going into these settings. I got to speak to the settings. They are the most passionate. They love what they do. You know, it's not a case that they're trying to, I suppose, take money and, and, and profiteer on this. They're running on very, very tight margins. So I suppose, look, the, the government has a surplus of, what, 65 billion uh, to play around with. I suppose what I'm, I'm looking for is, I suppose, can we allocate a little bit more funding towards the childcare setting so that they can actually open up rooms again, I suppose, uh, do continuous professional development with their staff, I suppose, give more options to, to kids. Um, I suppose, look, as a parent as well, I'd love to see a little bit more. But I suppose the government has been pretty active in terms of supporting uh, families. I mean, you know, you've got your free child, uh, child books for primary schools. You've got free GP care for under eights. You've got the extension of the Hot Meals programme. Um, 
you know, so there's there's quite a bit, and there's the two years uh, uh, ECC scheme as well that gives mm. you uh, free places for for two years. Yes, but the relevant minister did indicate in the last couple of weeks that um, the increase that he suggested would happen in this budget off the back of the increase in funding in the last budget that helped parents is not going to be at the level that he indicated. And look, as in, as a parent, I'm, I'm quite happy to absorb that. Um, you know, it is going to be tight uh, in terms of spending. You know, in ter- you're, you're mentioning, obviously, the shrinkflation of, uh, of Galaxy bars. Yeah, absolutely. I can see it across our whole shopping uh, in terms of shrinkflation and, and the cost. I seem to be giving all my money to Little uh, every week. And it looks like I'll be giving all my money to childcare as well. Um, but in terms of, I suppose, what support... When you can- say absorb that, I mean, the truth of the matter is that for an awful lot of people, you know, listening to this program, maybe they can't absorb it. This is part of the challenge. Absolutely. And what happens is, is that we are calling on family support. So, you know, my parents and my wife's parents they're at kind of retirement age. They've worked all their lives. They want to go enjoy it. But I suppose myself and my siblings and my in-laws, we're all calling on them to help. And it's, you know, it's, it becomes a, a case of a village rearing a child, you know? Yeah. Um, Rachel's been in touch uh, on 0861239595 to say, at last, someone raising this publicly. No one seems bothered about the fact new mums are stressed about going back to work because they can't find a facility to take their baby. Why is no one bothered about this. Uh, well done to Michael McCurtain for raising it. And can I actually just say one thing, Joe, as well? I mean, this is not something that, you know, is a, is a crusade on, on my own. Uh, Limerick Chamber recently took a Midwest business sentiment survey and 63% of respondents found it difficult to recruit and retain staff. And the second highest, I suppose, reason was the access to childcare. Right. I, and I know you're connected to Limerick Chamber as well, aren't you, through Skillnet? Yeah. Um, so... It, the reality, and it's just a fact, that babies of that age need more support and more care, yeah. um, which is why you require a higher proportion of carers in those rooms. Absolutely. And obviously, decisions are just being made by childcare providers. It's frankly simpler for me to say to parents, sorry, 12 months are over only. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, you know, when margins are quite tight, the first thing to go is, is generally the baby room. Um, you know, it, it, it alleviates staff to look at other areas in terms of childcare. But it is it is something that is very, very stressful for, for parents uh, in looking for childcare options when you're due to go back to work. Um, you know, I can see it in terms of my own, I suppose, circle, uh, my own situation as well. You know, it could be a case where, like, Lindsay is due back to work, I think, next month. And, uh, you know, I suppose we're lucky that we have family support um, but if we didn't, it would be a case where I'd probably have to take unpaid parental leave um, at a time where I suppose my own work is quite busy, you know. Uh, so it is it is challenging and it is stressful. And I think as well, the I suppose maternity leave is it, it isn't long enough yeah. uh, for, for 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 parents or for for mothers especially. Uh, I've just noticed that kids are absolute sponges. I when people say that their child grows daily. Mm. I didn't believe it until I had my own. I go to work in the morning and I come home in the evening and there's more and more of Alex Rose there, you know, both personality-wise and both physically. So yeah. it's and, and the other thing is it's amazing how socialisation helps Big time, um, yeah. you know, babies and then as they grow, doesn't it? Certainly we saw that, for example, um, uh, during COVID, that 
it made a massive difference because of you know, the excellence of our childcare facilities in Limerick. I mean, you know, we're very lucky, I think. They're highly we, educated. Yeah. So we have uh, Toos and Mirai pumping out dozens of graduates at a level six, seven and eight um, and going into childcare. And I suppose the starting salary uh, is around €13 Euro per hour. You know, you could go into to Little without anything and get, uh, and, and they promised a livable wage of 1480, you know, and that is literally. So is it crucial in your view for the state to intervene on that front, that there are various aspects of funding, but part of it would need to ensure that um, the staff get paid more? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's without staff, without staff in any organisation, you're nothing. And I think childcare is an essential service. We should start treating it as such and we should start paying them uh, what they deserve. Mm. Do you have any hope for the budget next week on this front? Well, I'm I'm an eternal optimist, so I'm always hopeful. Uh, but if I had, <laughs> I, I'd rather see the money go to the childcare providers than say to me. I, I think there's there's been uh, commentary coming back to me in terms of the supports that the government have given over the last year. Um, you know, some people's their their crash fees have gone from say 150 a week down to 107 a week. I mean, that's the difference of nearly 50 quid. Uh, that can go towards groceries or diesel or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, now, we're talking to Michael McCurtain and you are a Fine Gael local election candidate for Limerick City West. The elections are not far away. They're due to happen in June of next year. And, you know, you're a young person. Why are you getting into politics? Yeah, good question. Uh, <laughs> I suppose I've been always passionate about Limerick. Uh, I lived in Dublin for 10 years and... While most people love Dublin, I'd love Dublin as well, but myself and my wife came home every single weekend. We sat around the table at home and we spoke about Limerick. Uh, and then I got a job in the chamber and I got to see the fantastic work that the guys do in the chamber. So I suppose my remit is, is skills development. So I work in helping upskill the Midwest in terms of their workforce. It's a really, really nice job. I absolutely love it but I want to do more. So I want to do more than just the workforce. I want to do everybody. Um, and I suppose working in the chamber has opened up my eyes and I work, indeed working in Toos as well has opened up my eyes to so many facets of, of Limerick life and I want to make a difference. So I want to step up and actually put my money where my mouth is and, 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 and do that. But Michael, what about the meanness of politics? And I, I don't just me coming in here and being interviewed by me. I, I mean, what's going on on social media and you know what we're hearing about how difficult it is to be a public figure in politics, even locally now. Yeah, yeah. You're, and, and this is something a lot of people have, have said to me. They said, you know, you're putting your head above the parapet. You know, you're a target. Um, well, I spent 10 years working in the bank. I spent five years working as a recruiter. You know, I've I've had people say things to me that are not necessarily pleasant. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not precious. So I'm quite happy to take that. As long as we can get Limerick back to what Limerick should be, I've, I'm happy. And tell me, as someone who lived uh, for a decade in Dublin, um, compare and contrast Dublin to Limerick. And you said, you know, you have a great passion for Limerick. Limerick is the most accessible city. Uh, I was actually speaking to a friend of mine who was a, a diplomat and he was seconded to Irish aid and he was posted to Limerick. So he'd spent time... On the office around the corner, yeah. yeah. Literally around the corner. 
and he'd spent time in the States, in Africa, in the Middle East. So he saw Limerick as a posting. And he said to me one day, he said, uh, Michael, it's, it's a great city. He said, I can't believe I can walk my daughter to school. I can walk to work. You know, if I need to do something and, you know, go to a DOI store, I can just hop in a car very, very quickly and go, you know, five minutes. He said, that's unheard of in other cities. And you found that too as a comparison. I mean, listen, we're not anti-Dublin. I mean, Dublin's a great place as well. But as a contrast, you're saying you'd pick Limerick. Well, it took me an hour and 15 minutes to go from door to door work-wise when I was living in Dublin. It takes me 20 minutes of a walk to go from Banlacurra to O'Connell Street. And I cycle sometimes as well. So you presumably saw a lot of this returning to Limerick, even remote working going on. Although I have heard recently that that's becoming a challenge for people who did that again. That now businesses in Dublin are saying, oh no, you need to be in the office more. I know we said a year ago that you could do X number of days in Limerick and work remotely, but the world is changing back again. Well, the world is changing back again, but but staffing is is still the the, the number one concern for businesses. So I think they will come to the table and realise that I suppose a flexible working arrangement for all workers uh, is something I suppose that we need to discuss. Um, now, obviously, there are some situations where you you have to be <laughs> uh, at your desk or at the, at the production line, but as a whole, you're, I think you're, you should be okay. Okay, Michael McCartan, thank you very much for raising that this morning, particularly under 12 months. Uh, certainly something that we've been hearing in the background on the show and be interesting to see the reaction we get to that. And obviously we'll be keeping a close eye on the budget for that and other things uh, happening on Tuesday. And uh, Michael uh, is, among other things, a Fine Gael local election candidate for Limerick City uh, West. Thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.